Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Gary Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And this week, at our Patreon's request, patrons' requests, we watched Leap Year. Allison, thanks for voting, guys. I'm never letting you guys vote again. Just kidding. You pay for that privilege. You can make us watch whatever you want. Hell, you can make us watch porn. Maybe we'll maybe we'll watch porn and do that for the Patreon. We should watch Kenya Burris's porn, softcore porn. Kenya, you mean Candy Burris or Kenya? No, Kenya Moore. Yes, yeah. you just made them. I mean, if they were one person, God save us all. I mean, a force I truly. The that queen, loving um, like light breezy, getting her group at Kenya this season. By the way, and yeah, anyone getting well, in her way can fucking suck it. She uh, she did make a softcore porn movie. Good for her. Like Stop years ago, shaming Kenya. I'm not. Why Allison, then, did you not see the cover of the book I'm currently reading? I'm not shaming anybody. Why so bitchy to Portia about maybe? probably almost definitely sleeping with bolo the male stripper with a mm-hmm. nine inch dick because she's a judgy bitch oh, she's also awesome. all judgy about the vibrating panties I, look i do understand why it would be a lot if someone kept giving you their multi-level marketing products as like is that if, what it is you know what i mean yeah is oh yes candy is? sex oh. toy company is an mlm um well that's a disappointment excuse me allegedly please don't sue allegedly. me candy i've gone on record to say i would die for you i do think you should leave the show if you could get us phaedra back but other than that i do believe that it is a direct sales company i believe is how they mm-hmm. sure sure allison yeah tell us about leap year well so i'd seen it many years ago when i just wanted to remember the beauty of the Irish Isles. And it I guess I'd completely movie. forgotten that they absolutely were maybe in Ireland for 45 minutes making this movie because the entire thing is shot on green screen. There's some beautiful B-roll. with Gorgeous mm-hmm. B-roll that not a single... Amy Adams, if you were to tell me Amy Adams had not set foot in Ireland, I'd be like, I believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, True. Leap Year is a movie that came out in 2010 it holds a 23 percent on rotten tomatoes carry pop quiz can you can you tell me what other movie we've watched it's kind of you know canon to this podcast that also holds exactly a 23 percent no practical magic this movie and practical magic have the same percent wow on that's really disappointing for practical magic i i truly challenge anyone even people who don't like the movie practical magic to watch this and watch practical magic and tell me that one of them is not objectively just a better movie Uh hey this was filmed on location oh sure i'm just Uh, there were times they were definitely in ireland and then there were a lot of times they were definitely on a green screen um sure Anyway, it was directed by Anand Tucker and written by Harry Elfont and Deborah Kaplan. And as I do feel like I should always preface when we're about to shit on a movie, that doesn't mean these people aren't excellent writers and directors. I just, one day I'm going to write and direct a terrible rom-com. And every, all of the people are going to yell at me. I should be so lucky to write and direct a terrible rom-com, you know? Did you, which would you prefer to watch? This or the wedding date? This. Every so single too. time. Mm-hmm. By the end of this movie, and I think it was just the music cue, here's, here's what a movie will do. 
Adam Scott and his villain era and like an like Irish folk really band a at a wedding. Villain in that. Hey, I'll do it every time. Yeah, the like thing he does at the end that like turns her, I'm like, understandable. I was like, I feel bad for Adam Scott in this movie, question mark. Is that not how I miss Adam Scott's villain era? I do too. And he's had some good moments. I mean, I mean again, we've talked about podcast sleeping with other people. He is undoubtedly the villain. Bit. Yes. And I kept waiting. For, I've seen this movie before, and I kept waiting for like the cheating or the like, like something that he did wrong. And then I was just no, kind of like. The thing he does is the end in order to get the apartment that she like desperately wants is tell the board of the apartment. I don't know how rich people get apartments that they are about to get engaged because I guess they're like a little judgy about them being unmarried and living together. So he's like, oh, no worries. I'm about to propose. And she's offended by that. <laughs> well, it's not she's like, like I have to go back to the non-Irish man. Wait, Carrie, what's the plot of this movie? Okay, so. Amy Adams and Adam Scott are a couple. They've been together for four years. They're both high achieving professionals. He's um, a doctor. She's a stager. Yes. They're both like very good at their jobs. They make a lot of money. They are moving in together. It's not clear whether they already live together and they're just getting a new apartment or they're moving in together. But regardless, they've applied for this co-op that reminds me very much of like the building and it's uh in only murders in the building um and that christine co is currently the head of the board of oops i'm sorry i haven't watched the season i haven't watched the season oh well get on it because christine co most famous for starring in the classic cbs multi-camera sitcom the great indoors is in it Mm. Um, okay, so anyway, so Amy Adams keeps thinking that Adam Scott's going to propose. He like buys jewelry from. To be fair, a he restaurant. takes her out to a night r- nice restaurant and then gives her earrings. So Adam, right? Come on. And they've been together for four years. Like she's expecting a proposal. So then she, um, we get like a, a, a cameo from John Lithgow as her Had father. Had to have been cut down. Had it's just been. like a, a quick lift go a lift um, blow by if you will truly where he tells her this he tells her this like family folklore tale about how her great-great-grandmother or somebody like proposed to her great-great-grandfather because in ireland on leap year or leap day, leap day uh women can propose to men not any other day of the year just leap day also um, i briefly albeit relatively briefly lived in ireland and not during the month of february and have been there several times i've never heard of this tradition which doesn't i googled it it is real i just don't think it's like prevalent sure well probably because you know women can propose to men women can right yeah so she decides that she's gonna oh so adam scott's going to ireland for conference she decides she's going to go over there and surprise him and propose to him on leap day it's very romantic right and her plane gets diverted and then and she has all these travel issues and she ends up teaming up or hooking up with this guy 
played by Matthew Goody. Matthew Good, Matthew Goody, tough call. Um, no one knows because I'll in the mid 2000s, people tried so hard to make him happen, and I do not think it has, it has worked. No, certainly not as um, rom com leading man. I do think he's working, but what did I? Because I, I looked him up today, and like he's in stuff, but not not as this guy no um hold on he's pretending to be irish there's that i do also believe oh he showed up on downton abbey that's right um it might be anti-irish to keep having british men play irish men and not for the reasons you think not because of colonism colonialism that one sure colonization not because of colonization (laughs) there it is i mean yes because of colonization but also because I feel like casting directors and movie directors like don't think people are going to buy Irish men as attractive. I do think there's a level of like, and again, maybe I'm reaching too far. I do think there's a level of like, well, Irish men are fat, pasty, red-faced, and drunk. Like that's the stereotype of an mm-hmm. Irish man. And so we hire Matthew Good, Goody, uh the who's the fucking abomination in ps i love you gerard butler and jeffrey dean morgan we hire these like non-irish men to put on abysmal accents rather than just like like donald gleason is right fucking there and i'll be it at this in 2010 he was maybe like he was not yeah he was not of age at this time but it's like okay fine you know who i think would have done a lovely job brenton gleason like get me a get me a colin firth like there are so many yeah maybe like go find me go to irish theater schools of which there are many and go find me like a handsome irish actor to play this role i went to theater school in ireland i promise you they're there like why are we having these british men put on like fucking leprechaun like accents and not just like hiring irish actors i don't know it bugs me i get it um yeah no he's also not attracted to fat pale-faced red-faced and drunk so like in that way sure sure i've um, said my ideal man is bradley cooper in a star is born with the real drunk face bloat. um he is working very consistently he was in that like new mini series about um the making of the godfather he was he's on the show the discovery of witches which i think is actually over now but like so like he's working don't say the um, discovery of witches like that's some show we've all watched you said that like oh he was on breaking bad like you said that like that was <laughs> Oh, you know what? Mm. He made an appearance on Game of Thrones. No, Karen, what is the discovery of witches? Um, I really know very little about the show. It's a book series that uh, Dr. Sarah Roper loves. And when I was on bed rest, when I was pregnant, she sent me the first book. Um, kind of like how you sent me books. And then my bed rest lasted way less than we all expected and so I didn't actually read many of those books um, you were put on bread rest for about as long as they were in this movie making and in Ireland making this movie 40, exactly 45 yes. minutes to an hour <laughs> um, I was on for like I was on bed I was put on bed rest 
I think it was like 36 hours before I delivered. But anyway. They like they were like, don't move. You have to stay there for a month. And then three days later, they're like, JK. JK. Um, so anyway, she sent me that book. I started it, never finished it because then babies were born. Um you it is on my list. You, well, now that I'm like, you know, in my my reading era. Um, I have it on my list to read in October because it's about witches. So sure, obviously. I've decided only I'm only reading books about witches in October. My college roommates keep talking about a series they're all reading that I have not yet gotten into where I don't forget what it's called, but they just keep calling it the horny fairy novels. <laughs> sure. Are there fays? I feel like Book Talk keeps talking to me about what phase and I don't really know what I don't know. Are. They're they're fairies that fuck, I guess. They're like horny sure. fairies. Okay. Which like they had like they a 45 re- minute conversation today about the horny fairy novels. And I was just like, I was like, I don't understand any of this, but I'm happy for all of you. Great. Um, you know what? If you're not making fun of your college friends for their horny fairy novels, you can't make fun of me for my horny mafia novels. I'm not okay? making fun of you for your horny. I didn't know it was a horny mafia novel. <laughs> <laughs> I, all I asked was if Jeff was enjoying the fact that you were reading smut. No, you asked me if I'm a sex addict, which is because you're reading a lot of smut. I'm not slut shaming you. I just it seems to be the your main uh genre at this moment which is totally yeah but if normal. somebody's main genre was like murder mysteries would you claim they were a serial killer no. i would ask maybe yeah allison i think you're being I, you're being judgy obviously <laughs> okay i thought anyway i thought that was established anyway leap year anyway so matthew good goody whatever the hell his name is no we never made him a rom-com leading man like we really tried with this and chasing liberty didn't quite work. Fucking chasing liberty. That's it. Why isn't that on our list? That <laughs> should be. Fucking but do we do chasing that's the liberty Mandy Moore or first one, right? daughter? Wait, what's the Mandy Moore one? And what's the M- Mandy Moore is chasing liberty? Katie Holmes's first daughter. And then there was a Disney Channel original movie, My Day with the President's Daughter. Chasing Liberty is Matthew Good and Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore. Yes. I'll give you one thousand dollars. If you can tell me who the who the leading male is in First Daughter. Wait, seriously? Because I have to pay for a lot of trips this fall. No, not seriously. But. Well, then why would I even try? Oh, my God. Also, if you can tell me the director of First Daughter, I'll give you a million dollars. Is it like a director's name I know or am I guessing? like Yes. Would it make sense or is it like how Emma no. Shyamalan wrote? It's like how M. Night Shyamalan wrote. She's all that. Or Shonda Rhimes wrote Crossroads. I mean, just watch it. You can tell. The director. I don't know. Tell me. Because if you're not going to give me money, I'm not going to. I'm not going to dance for nothing. Also, the man. Oh, that's who he is. Carrie, you're leaving us all hanging. You're leaving our dear listeners hanging. Um, The director is Forrest Whitaker. Honestly, I honest to God, I think I knew that. Um, the male lead is a guy, another guy we really tried to make a thing that it just never quite worked for him. The only thing I know him from is Buffy. What's his name, Carrie? Mark Blucas. No, couldn't tell you. The male lead in my date with the president's daughter is Eric Matthews, not Benjamin Brass character from Miss Congeniality, but the brother Correct. from Boy Meets World. 
Okay. Well, I think if we're doing one of those, we're definitely doing Chasing Liberty. Yeah. Fucking Mandy Moore all day. Anyway, leap year. <laughs> anyway, leap year. So Matthew Good has to get her from Irish small town to Dublin. And they have so many, they have to put up so many roadblocks in the way because Ireland is not a large country. Um, so they put up a lot of rope and she has to get there by February 29th. So she can propose right. to Adam Scott. And in those three days, they obviously fall in love. Right. Then she decides to end her four-year relationship. Well, first she says yes to his proposal when he gets there. Then they go back to Boston together because of course they're from Boston because they're Irish. Um, and then she finds out that he lied to the co-op. Not, not even lied. Then he, she finds out that he told the co-op board that he was about to propose so that get the apartment. And she's like offended by that rather than being impressed by his resourcefulness. And she's also offended she finally got what she wanted. He pulls the fire alarm and he starts gathering up the electronics. And I'm like, honey, he's just, he's just practical. Like, are you not looking See, for no, a that practical I got Because he was also, he was like gathering up the electronics and he was like the video of me proposing went viral. So I needed these things. Like that was what they made him like a little like douchey. A little. But also like, what was he going to save you? You have also, legs. But also like, was this news to you? Like you've been with him for four years. I don't know. These well, are like because things he was hiding from her. Matthew Good said he would save his mother's Clotta ring. That right. his ex-fiance had which also like fuck that bitch for keeping his mother's clottering like that's not Truly. okay at which point i said i wrote down if i don't have any children the boys get you have a clottering too you better not have lost it because they didn't get us the cheap gift shop ones i got us the real ones i have it i just um, it doesn't fit on my fingers so unless i have children the boys get these and they best not be giving it to some bitch that won't give it back you know what i mean right I understand that. And I understand that this is a rom-com and rom-coms aren't real. And that's part of what we're doing here. And I get it. But I just was like, I really feel like Adam Scott didn't do anything wrong in this movie, which is fine, which is totally fine. I'm, I, I actually love a movie where like the, like in Sleepless in Seattle, like I love that Walter is a perfectly fine guy. He's just not the guy for her, you know, like this is for Walter. Yes. It's for Walter. Right. But they're trying to make him like like, right. It's like it's it's instead of just letting it be that like he's not the right guy for her and they've kind of like fallen out of love and she's discovered she wants different things and she wants to explore this thing with this guy in Ireland that she's known for like 72 hours. They like try to make him kind of douchey, but it just doesn't feel necessary. And also, also I just kept thinking you've known this man for 72 hours and you haven't had like a conversation about much of anything as far as I can tell. I will say, I do think driving through the Irish countryside does a lot for you. As someone who- True. And she, you young know- Young and she, dumb age fell in love in the Irish countryside. It, it, you get swept up by the country, Carrie. I mean, and I get like, if you're sharing a bad bed with Matthew Good, you know, it might be hard to like keep your mind focused on Adam Scott. I get it. I, I do it. think that I needed like something more to have happened between yes. them because there was never any, there was like little moments, but there was never any like confession of feelings or like, so she just flies back from Boston to Dublin or I guess to like whatever small town they're in to like to, to that where he has a pub that he saved, but it was never really spelled out that it was in trouble. I think a lot of this movie got cut. Like, I think this was probably a better, but longer movie and like Lithgow and the whole backstory with his pub, like a lot of things we lost. Yes. 
which like for a tight 90 minutes, so I'll take it. But it's also like, oh, it feels a little disjointed in that way. Yes. Anyway, she like flew back to go profess her love to him. And I was like, you never kissed. You never had a conversation, except for like at a dinner table where like the old Irish people were making you. Right. Which So there like, was this like scene on the I beach where she like tells him that like he's, she can tell like his grumpiness is pain or whatever. And, but the way that the, that it's filmed is all in like a silhouette and then so she you don't on his shoes and then she pe- right so it's all in so you don't get like any of their connection and the dialogue's not good enough to like carry it without the two of them and their connection and so i just was like this is not convincing me that these two people should throw their lives away for each other they also have no chemistry because there are a lot of aspects of this movie that I think are like well-written. Like, I think it is a well-written rom-com. I'll say like, I do think we lost things in the editing process that make it not make sense, but I don't think that's like the fault of the writing. It's not the best dialogue in the world, but it's certainly not the worst we've seen. Yeah. The problem is like, Amy Adams has less chemistry with him than she did with Deborah Miss. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like, and maybe this is a comment on Matthew Good. I feel like she and Adam Scott have better chemistry than she and Matthew Good did. Like in the opening, both excellent actor. <laughs> the opening scenes where they're like talking about their plans, and he's like taking a picture of, of her in front of this building they want to live in. Like that felt much more. And maybe that's like part of my issue with this movie, and why I'm like struggling to believe that she like gives up this four year relationship for this man that she like barely knows. Is because I feel like her and Adam Scott like actually did have chemistry. I think it might be because she and Adam Scott are both excellent actors. Yes. And maybe Matthew Good isn't. But maybe we got to watch Chasing Liberty to know for sure. Because our best I, actor I is actually, Mandy Moore. So like, you can't work with her. I feel like Matthew Good is a decent actor in the right thing. I just... I think part of the reason like the rom-com leading man thing didn't work out for him is like that's that's not his sweet spot. Who do I get Matthew Good confused with? Who's the British teacher from from New Girl? And then there's a third guy who is like the brother in the other Boleyn girl. Oh, Jonathan Reese Myers? No, that was he was Henry VIII. The oh, brother. Oh. Someone played their brother who, like, one of them almost has sex with because she can't get pregnant. It's Natalie Portman. Julian Morris is the guy from New Girl. He was also on Pretty Little Liars, in case you were wondering. Um, I wasn't. The other Boleyn girl. They all have the same face. They're all British. I also, who was married to Rachel Lee Cook? Because I throw him in there, too. I I will never know that answer. You'll tell me right now, and I will forget that I ever learned it. Much like I've already forgotten. Sure. I've already forgotten that Forrest Whitaker He's from <laughs> Chasing Liberty. He's from New Zealand, but still, I mean, I would have sworn that that was who was in Leap Year. Um, Eric Bana? No. Oh, Eddie Redmayne? No. No. It's, he's not famous. He's Andrew not you're Garfield. Gonna say his, no, Carrie, <laughs> you're going to say his name, and I'm not going to know. So oh, I don't know why we're Jim doing Sturgis. That. He's um, Jim Sturgis. I don't think of him as the same as the others, but I I see what you're saying. He was in um Across the Universe is Yes. Yeah. No, no. That man and Matthew Good are the same. 
and Daniel Gillies. They're all the same. I, again, don't know who Daniel Gillies is, but I'm sure you're right. Um, okay, great. Good talk. Anyway. Also, at one point, Adam Scott makes a joke. Oh, it's like when she thinks he's going to propose and then he has to leave their fancy dinner because he's a doctor. He's a cardiologist. And he says, I aorta go in, which is a bad joke. But you know who would have made that joke and we all would have been very endeared to it? Ben Wyatt. Ben Wyatt. Yeah. 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 That's Except a Ben Wyatt joke. Like We're just. Joke. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the entire scene where he's like accounting and they make accounting. But I think. <laughs> But that's also the difference between like when this movie was made and when Parks and Rec was made is like when this movie was made, we were like, we weren't in our nerd era yet. Once Parks and Rec came around and Ben Wyatt came around, then we were all in our nerd era. Carrie, this is too, I'm sorry. You're giving Ben Wyatt, dream man. I'm not trying to shit on this, but do not take from Seth Cohen, the nerd era. Fair. But in a different way, not in a, yes, but not in a like, makes math jokes kind of way sure different Um, kinds of nerds yes he's more like emo ish no nerd he likes he's a comic book nerd you know what carrie go ahead and watch the oc then we can talk about it um also in her book jesse klein talks about how at backstage at the emmy she ended up um, how she felt basically she wanted to be a princess at the Emmys, but she felt like a troll the whole time. And then she ended up backstage with Ben McKenzie of OC fame and got overly excited and like made Amy Schumer make him take a picture with her. And then afterwards he was like, is this some sort of weird inside joke? And he, she was like, even he doesn't think he's a princess and he's Ben McKenzie. <laughs> ben That's McKenzie, the hero, the hero we uh, didn't know we needed in the year of our Lord 2022. He does not believe in cryptocurrency. Truly just delightful anyway okay so we've barely talked about this movie i feel like um what i think we were saying like there's no moment where there's like one weird moment on the beach but there's no moment except for like one weird kiss at a dinner table oh because they have to be pretending they're married because the irish woman who runs the bed and breakfast won't let people stay at the hotel if they're not married which and did tell us this was an Irish rule. When we went to Ireland for her wedding, she put me and Brian down on our hotel room as Brian and Allison Sullivan. So then when we got there, our bed, we had one bed and we were late. So we're like rushing to get ready for the wedding. And we called down to the front desk and we were like, we're going to need our beds separated. It was like a two twin beds. So they pushed together and then you can oh, separate. Yeah. So they came up and they're separating our beds. And we're like, we were flustered because we were like our bus never came to get us from Dublin to Betty's town. And so we were flustered and we were like maybe being snarky with each other. We were just like not in the best of moods and we were rushing to get ready and they're separating our beds. <laughs> and then they leave and Brian and I were like, absolutely. Those two people think like we're a married couple and we're breaking up. <laughs> like yeah, this trip is our divorce trip. <laughs> yes. We're just like sassing each other and rushing and they think we're getting a divorce um but maybe that's true maybe you can't stay together in an irish hotel if you're not married i don't think maybe. so but maybe she just that old lady was just very catholic you know yes um there was it's also a, very a scene catholic like country. there was also a scene like once they were in dublin where like i don't even they were talking about his mother's clotter ring and his ex-fiance and she says something to him i'm not even sure and he was and he says to her like would it make a difference like essentially like if he had feelings for her would it make a difference um and then she sort of hesitates and it's kind of like i mean 
again, like, it's a big ass to ask this woman to, like, throw away or, like, her entire life, her relationship, her career to, like, come live with you in some small town in Ireland, man, she's known for 72 hours. I mean, she can probably find some sort of staging or interior decorating career in Ireland, you know? Sure, but I'm just saying. I did think that, like, where are they going to live? And the answer is, he can't leave the pub. He just renewed. Well, sure. Plus, like, I mean, if you have the opportunity to live in Ireland, fucking live in Ireland. 100%. I did Um, get very Dublin nostalgic when they were in. I do think they were on, they were definitely on location in Dublin because that wasn't a green screen. But every other, like, all the, like, rural scenes, like, them in the car, it was very jarring every time they were on a cliff. Yeah, but the castle, like, they were actually, according to Wikipedia, like, they were actually there. Oh, when she climbs a mountain to a castle in heels? Did not follow that story at all. I will be honest with you. It's because his Irish accent is fake and he, some terrible dialect coach just told him that mumbling a British accent is an Irish accent. (laughs) Because that's what he was doing. (laughs) He was like just mumbling the whole time. And then every now and then he'd like turn up at the end of his sentences. And he thought that was supposed to convince us he was Irish. Yeah. And I guess it was in some way supposed to parallel their story. Because then she was like, you're hitting on me. I don't know. The whole thing was weird again. Like I just... Nothing quite connected. Yeah. It was like some story about a woman who on the eve of her engagement, like met a man and decided to run away with him, which does to Amy Adams credit does sound like he's hitting on you. If that's the story he's telling you. True. True. But I wouldn't, I, but I couldn't tell you the story he was telling her because the mumbling. Yeah. I think we should go on a podcast funded trip to Ireland. Ireland. With what can do a PS. I love you episode from ireland okay well another we're gonna we're we're gonna need more patrons than the than what we've got if that's gonna happen we just had to empty the account to donate to kentucky abortion funds and pay our squarespace domain for the year so we do need more patrons but you you know what thank you because it's not coming out of our pocket this year there were a couple funny lines like there's some barkeep that she's like excuse me Eogan and he's like it's Owen like that's funny <laughs> that was funny I laughed um, um, it's a, a ridiculous language I knew a also, guy named, named Usheen and I won't even begin to tell you how that was spelled I mean also like Caitlin Olsen could be fucking standing there and she's funny oh yeah so, Caitlin Olsen is in this for two scenes yeah because I mean rest she's of it funny, funny in this scene so they gotta get in. also Amy Adams and Caitlin Olsen together are funny Amy Adams is funny. Yeah. I quite enjoyed good actor her. and good actor. I quite enjoyed it. her and Caitlin Olsen together. Kind of like how I liked her and Adam Scott together. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't in like a romantic mood today when I was watching this, but I just kept thinking like, ma'am, you have a co-op apartment in Boston with this gorgeous apartment cardio surgeon. Like, what are we doing? They weren't in love, Carrie. Which is in love with the Irishman. Was she though? Oh, that was the other thing. Okay. So the ending. He proposes, which (laughs) is ridiculous. But I do think like story-wise, like screenplay-wise, at the beginning of the movie, she wants a proposal. So at the end of the movie, she gets it. It's just not like from the guy we thought it was. And she has said like, we don't have to make plans. Like I'm too busy. I've spent my life like trying to plan, blah, blah, blah. We can just like live and be happy. And he who's like fly by his seat of his pants guy is like, no, I'm going to propose to you right now and like grumpy guy so like i mean it's sort of classic like 
grumpy guy, sunshiny girl trope that like he comes around and and wants the commitment. I think the maybe slightly better way to do this is to have him propose before she says like, I don't want to make plans. You have him propose. And then she says like, let's not plan it right now. I don't want to make plans. Right. Because the thing she wants at the beginning of the movie is a proposal on a wedding. And so at the end of the movie, she realizes that like, that's not what she needs to be happy. But she, but you're still bookending it with the want of the proposal and the end of the proposal. That's just the quick little rewrite I would do. I, I also would have figured out I just like at the end of this, when he's proposing, I just was like, wait, what? How did we get here? Also like love a Claude ring and love that it's his mother's. And it, I do understand that it can be an engagement ring, but it's also like, that's not a diamond in there. Truly. My Claude ring costs 70 euro. Okay. It wasn't nothing, but it's not an engagement ring. No. And I gave it to you. Um, I mean... There, there were lots of tropes in this movie that I liked. I just don't know that they were my favorite versions of the tropes. I mean, I love an Irish folk band and there's a lot of good music. Yeah. At my I wedding, love... I, I do need um, a rousing chorus of Tell Me Ma. I do like small town guy, city princess girl. Oh yeah, she kind of and... sucks. I don't, she doesn't bother me. Not in the way, not in the way that Oh, Deborah Messing bothered me in the wedding day. She was more endearing than Deborah Messing. And we got like a better backstory about why. Yes. Uh, but she's kind of a snob. Yeah. And she's kind of stupid. <laughs> At least at the beginning. She's kind of an idiot. When? I don't know. I wrote down she's a snob. And then the next note is and an idiot. <laughs> oh, when she gets her bag stolen on the side of the road. Oh, yes. Like, she's oh, naive. On. Yeah. For sure. It's not like she's she's from a major U- U.S. city. Like yes. Um. Any Bostoner knows not to trust side of the road Irish hooligans yeah. in a van. I mean, that's come on. I don't mind her being like anal and snobby and liking things the way she likes them. I do appreciate that. Like, we didn't like. We didn't do the whole like some good sex will loosen her up shtick in this never have sex no this is a very chaste movie very chaste i also like that like he her suitcase is louis vuitton so he just spends the whole time calling her suitcase louis that was funny and cute yeah it's cute he called her bob the whole time because he was getting a dollar he was getting a buck out of her yes yeah and like she doesn't i mean she has this whole speech at the end about how she doesn't want to make plans but like she's still herself at the end you know what i mean like she's she's grown but like she hasn't become not an anal princess you know yes she still has her louis vuitton luggage he's strapped louis to the which adam scott gave her and at the end of the movie if they're like is it like going off on their honeymoon he's like i strapped louis to the roof and i was like her ex-boyfriend gave her that. yeah but you're not gonna give up louis vuitton luggage just because you're no longer with the guy I don't think I'd want Louis Vuitton luggage. Well, sure. How but is if- that luggage any better than my like away? We are not sponsored by away, but we would like to be. Um, just because it has Louis Vuitton all over it. Yeah. This would be a great time to put in some away spawn. If <laughs> it would be anyone from away time. is listening. We, we will take your, it right in here very we naturally. Will take your sponsorship, yes. And we um, both use your uh, products. I don't. I bought the competitor. Cut that the fuck out, Karen. You know what? 
Carrie doesn't. You're right. So why don't away when you send her? Why you send it to me and I'll compare and I'll decide. There it is. No, Carrie, um, they'll send it to you and you'll compare. And no matter what, you'll say away is better because <laughs> they're paying you to. Ladies always wear a headband to find their love. Oh, I love in movies when like they're finally decided to go and they were wearing like a girlier outfit and she's got the headband. Like, yeah, she's, she's not much, a tough business she's lady anymore. She's, right. She doesn't her shirt blouse isn't tucked in anymore. Yeah. It's very, it's giving uh Sandra Bullock in the proposal. <laughs> yes. Yes. She's got she loose waist hair, now. severe yes. ponytail. Yeah. Her speech is Dorit's tagline. I don't want to make tag- plans. I can work my way back. No, Dorit's tagline is you can take all my things and you won't have taken a thing. Wait, hang on. <clears throat> I have to channel it. You can take all my things and you won't have taken a thing that matters. I got a little Disney villain at the end, but you get where I'm going. Her thing was like, I can have everything. That's and I so dark. <laughs> that's so fucking dark. And did you not know that's her tagline? Are you not watching Beverly Hills this season? I just started Beverly Hills. It's because of the robbery at the beginning. No, the I season. know. I because just watched that robbed episode. with a fucking gun to her head. Which there is a rumor that I choose not to believe because it seems too evil that PK orchestrated it. Yeah, but the whole making it your tagline really lends itself to that. You can take all my things and you won't have taken a thing that matters. Yeah, no, you're really doing it like Disney villain. Um, It's a hard accent to grasp, Carrie, because it's not related to any country. Um, That bitch is from Connecticut. (laughs) That's that's like with the new housewife when everyone was like, what's your accent? Like, you can never pin down her accent. You're like, kind of like Dorit. Oh, no, no. She's actually. She's from Bosnia. Bosnia. And I kept wanting to say Bulgarian. And I knew that wasn't right. Dorit is. I didn't say she's from Connecticut as a joke. Dorit is literally from Connecticut. Mm-hmm. No, I know. So at I least know. like the Bosnian accent, I'm like, look, that could be about what the fuck do I know? That could be a Bosnian accent right. where I know what Dorit's doing is in Connecticut. No. Um, but wait, what does Dorit's tagline have to do with leap year? Amy Adams said something about like, I don't need all these things. <laughs> she said something that like channeled Dorit. And so I wrote it down. But as per usual, I didn't write down the exact wording. It probably so had to do. It probably had to do with the whole like fire alarm and like, what would you take? Yes. And she said, oh, because she says, um, okay, so, like, I don't know that we explained this, but they have this whole thing about, like, if you had 60 seconds in a fire, like, what would you yeah, say? And his thing is his mother's cloud ring, and she doesn't have an answer. And then. Oh, she said, she, I have everything I want. All I right. have everything I want, but, like, nothing I'd save in a fire, I'd save you. Which is weird. Like, he could, you know. People have legs. I'd save Iggy. What would you save in a fire? Wait, are our animals and children safe? Yeah, let's assume like our animals and children are safe and our significant others. Because he's not because they have legs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, men are stupid. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to trust the two and a half year olds to find their way out of a fire. No, no, all of our children and animals are safe. Iggy okay. absolutely is not doing well in a fire. He panics under pressure. Yeah, Although once there was an earthquake, earthquake, we fell, and I went out like we felt. And I went from my bedroom to the living room to go like make sure he was okay. And he was still dead asleep. Like they say animals can sense it. He was like, not me. The big one <laughs> could take bitch. him and he would have no idea. So other than my dog and my husband and my children, I in a fire, I would say, I don't know. Your wedding ring? I guess that's on your person. It's on me. 
but yeah, that was one of the famous my like, That's this is the fanciest piece of jewelry I own, and again, it costs my wedding euro. ring. But not like not in a like grandma's earrings, but I wear them all the time. Wait, yeah, because it's special to me. I don't want to be without it. Right, that's grandma's earrings and my clotter ring, but also those are always on my person. When I don't have my grandma's earrings in, they're in my ring hero. Ring hero, would you like to sponsor us? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't have anything else to say about this movie. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's pretty to look at. I like Amy Adams. Even though it's at least 60% in green screen. Uh, That is the one thing I will say about P.S. I Love You, which is a garbage pile of a movie. It's not green screen. No, but also most of it's not in Ireland because it's different than the book, which is all in Ireland. I've never read that book, but I don't want to because the book's better. Yeah, but the movie, which I don't like, makes me hysterically weep for Gerard Butler, who like, I don't like. Anyway, this is not a PS I Love You podcast, but maybe. Oh my God. Somebody recently on our For You page on TikTok recommended the ugly truth and i was like this is how i know you're not our people what no that should be on our list oh they recommended it like watch this movie it's good right not like a not it was like this is a a good rom-com yeah like this is one of my favorite rom-coms oh that's idiotic but we should talk about that movie on this podcast oh god okay i know but we're getting too bogged down with the good stuff you know no, oh, it's fine. fine. It's fine. You the other day said you weren't going to watch Maid of Honor because I don't think that's a fun movie. Like Ugly Truth is going to be fun. Carrie, like there's no activity I love more than shitting on Gerard Butler and Katherine Heigl. Get out of here. That's that's my favorite pastime. <laughs> I don't want to watch Michelle Monaghan or Bridget Moynihan with McDreamy and the other one. You know you who is Irish? Is he using his real accent? Yeah, he is. I need us to work on Donald Gleason as male romantically. You know, should like, we do about, about time? time. Was a, it's a flash in the. I watch about time once every six months. <laughs> I don't talk about it on this podcast. It's there is no there's no conflict in that movie. It's I got a note. It's recently, everything I need in a movie. I got a note on an outline recently that was like amp up the conflict. It was a good note. That note is correct. I will use it. But then I think about a movie about time where the conflict is like, what if he was just happy the whole time, you know? Well, what if he just met a nice lady and was happy? Oh, P.S. He can travel through time, but it's not really, that's not really important. That's not the key to the movie. What when if you're Richard Curtis, you, you could write conflict-free movies. So anytime someone tells me to amp up the conflict, I'm like, have you seen the movie about time? It's a movie about a nice man meeting a nice woman and their nice life together. Yeah, it's great. Um, do you have anything else to say about this particular movie? No. Allison, what are we watching next? Next week, we are watching the classic late 90s. Who's to say? Uh, it was in the height of Friends because David Trummer is in it. We're going to watch mm. Six Days, Seven Nights starring Anne Heche, who passed last week. So in her honor, we're going to watch a movie that Carrie and I loved as yes. children and teenagers. Yes. How, this is one of my all-time faves. It is one of your all-time faves. When was the last time you watched it? It's been a while. But it's one of those movies that, like, I could quote to you. 
it's Andy excellent, sh- excellent speech about if Harrison Ford is one of those guys who can give like a matchbook and a and a pocket knife and they'll build oh my god I can't wait she's very bare like if my memory serves she's incredibly funny in it yeah and it's also Harrison Harrison Ford Ford. Ford. yeah Yeah. it's gonna be great all right I can't wait oh it's gonna be sad it is it's gonna be sad we didn't think this through um we'll watch six days seven nights we'll talk about it um our next Pete it's finally time for August book club um so join us on the Patreon um Join us on the Patreon to uh, hear us talk about the book Flying Solo by Linda Holmes. Carrie, have you read it yet? I have not. Well, so join us in two weeks for Six Days, Seven Nights. Join us in August on our Patreon for Flying Solo. Where else can people find us, Allison? You can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and on TikTok at hold up podcast. Guys. We're having fun on TikTok. And by we, I do mean Carrie. I will not lie. Carrie has taken the lead of our TikToks. But she's doing great. It's a good time. This this one you made is up to 5,000 views. Love it. Bye. Bye.